Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Oh, I'm out as well as can be after the events of the last 24 hours. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, fine. Thanks. A bit tired because I had two more yeah, days than my usual. My main, main issue, just uh, fatigue, really. Um, don't really care. England lost. <laughs> Done now. Finished. Move on. Proper football, United. You do realise what this podcast is about, don't you? What is it about? I don't know, actually. <laughs> you tell me. That's why I'm, that's why I'm asking you. You live two years. I still don't know what it's about. I thought it was, I thought it was about uh, Ghostbusters and Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah, I think might as well be. Um, no, I mean, I mean, just to give, give things a bit of context, uh, obviously, you know, disappointed that our home nation lost uh, a final and, you know, it's, we wanted them to win. But I think it's fair to say me and you weren't, we're going to get criticised for this. It's not even that we're not patriotic, or, or is it that we're not patriotic? But I don't know. I don't get as down by it or as up by it, whatever happens by the England football team. And I never ha- I never really have to. And I don't know how you get that. How do you get that emotion in you? You, you can't. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> no. Uh, I, 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 how do you get that emotion in you? That sounds like I don't, I don't know what I'm talking. About. That's like a, that's like a cross between an '80s synth pop, you know, like, like a heart uh, song, isn't it? Yeah, like Mister Mister or something, or yeah, just like crooning away about lost loves and stuff, um, and also an advert for a gay bar. But um, I, I would, I don't know, I would, I think the way I've seen international football is it was my way into football. To be honest, it's what you it's what you initially see. It's it's kind of what I think I would guess a lot of people initially get into, um, and yeah, that's what it was for me. And my first real tournament was Italia '90, and I really felt that one. You know, in terms of I felt it. What am I about? But you, you know what I mean. I, I yeah, I lived that one and and sort of really you know agonised over it and just lived and breathed it every day and really gutted when they went out and basically haven't given a shit since. I think Euro 92 was the last one where I did give, you know, a bit of Berlin, Darlene, Berlin. And that's what literally that bit of commentary by Barry Davis finished my love, you know, my sort of anguish at England. Barry off. Davis finished you off. Barry Davis finished my England love affair off because I think it were two things. It was by that point, United had well overtaken England. I mean, they were always ahead anyway, but you know, like mm. club football becomes all. And yeah, you just basically, I thought I get enough disappointment with United. I don't, I don't need it with these as well. Yeah, I, I, we got in a bit of a debate, uh, or we didn't call it a debate, mass argument, uh, myself and Andrew, uh, the, the third axis of the uh, axis of evil on the on the Tufty Club, because uh, because we'd you'd made a comment about you know uh, people getting upset and you you couldn't get upset or you know emotional about, it. and I agreed and I said I, I don't know why and maybe, you know I, I should perhaps get more into it. Um, and then I made a comment after the game on Twitter. I, I basically just said, you know, great tournament. England did really well, you know, came up short sort of thing. And, and I, I genuinely worry whether they'll ever, ever get that close again because history suggests they never have. Um, and everything was aligned for them and they just didn't, didn't uh, you know, they just didn't quite get it over the line. And, and I do, I think I said something about, is it a mentality thing? Because you look at Spain have won numerous tournaments, Germany, Italy, Brazil, Argentina... France, they've all won multiple tournaments, you know, one, two, more, more than one, basically. And Andy's response to me was, was what, sorry? Just um, I think he put something on the lines of, 
didn't he find it on Twitter, pasted it in, and I'd not seen it, I'd not been on Twitter. So I just thought he'd gone schizophrenic because he posted your big long Twitter post, you know, copied and pasted it, obviously, not even screenshotted it, copied and pasted it. And then immediately said, this has got to stop. And I, I like, he's having a breakdown. <laughs> what's, he, what's he doing? I didn't realise it would were getting at you. He's, he's very patriotic, isn't he? He, he you know, he, he lives and breathes it. And, um, and as I say, we're, we're probably the exception to, to, to many of those today that were getting up and were devastating stuff. I, I just got went to work. Yeah, I, I expected it. I mean, we, we've got this carte blanche thing for don't start work till 10 if you don't want. They, they've done it on Friday and said, you know, everyone's going to enjoy themselves Sunday night. You, mm. you can start 10 if you I just got up at normal time and started work, cracked yeah. on. At least we've got a reason why Andy's not on tonight. It's been a massive uh, musical differences within the group, and um, we're on hiatus now while he's gone off to pursue a solo career with his cheese podcast. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say drinks were perhaps taken on uh, on, on both sides. <laughs> well, I'm mine. I had no idea what was going on. I would... <laughs> but. Um... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll meet again and. Very uh, Lim. Uh, yeah, um, but uh, no, I mean, I mean, a lot were devastated at work when I went in today, and you know, the, the students and 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 you know some of the staff, and but I don't know, I, I, I was over it pretty quickly. I, I was just knackered, and I think it's like any football game of that that magnitude, adrenaline. It's like when you watch United, you go for games on a Tuesday night, and you just can't sleep. Yeah, and I will say this, that we're saying that, oh, we don't give a shit, and <clears throat> we do. I don't think uh, we're saying we don't give a shit. We're saying we're not as emotionally invested. Like, if they'd have won, I'd have been the, the same way. I'd have been really pleased, and, uh, you know, I'd have lapped it all up and stuff. But within a day or two, I wouldn't have been going on and on about it sort of thing. Yeah, I, yeah probably the same. I mean, this over the tournament, I've really enjoyed the tournament, and I'm sure we'll get onto that later. But for the England games, I've sort of been quite relaxed about them. You know, I think partially because I thought we'd been been in control of most of the games, um, but also partially because because of this, you know, I were kind of resigned to us not doing that well. Not, you know, I think I think that's part of it actually. Approaching it with pessimism that you know you just think oh, I'm probably going to lose anyway, and you know you're a bit relaxed about it. Even in the semi, I was a bit like that. Um, but the final, I must admit, yesterday, as the day went on and it built up a bit, I wasn't one of these when as soon as I woke up, I was thinking about it. But it got to about nine, half nine. I did start thinking, oh, much tonight. And it, it genuinely were getting quite excited and a little bit nervous and stuff like that. So I, I'm saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm immune to all that. But I, I was quite nervous and quite up for it and excited. So, yeah, and I think as the game went on and then obviously the penalties, it was. Um... Yeah, I, I, yeah. We'll I, come on to that anyway, won't we? I'm sure. Good, but should we should, should we go through? We kind of the the, uh, the, the other episodes, um, the other sort of things we, we when we've done the, the tough get yours. We've kind of gone through some of the games. Uh, I think the, the the last time we did, we we've done the quarterfinals. So we we kind of yeah. just on the semis, which uh, Italy Spain was the the, the first semi final. Um, not got much notes here. I've got return of little car. Danny Mount, Danny Murphy, Dowroff versus Dixon, be close. Yeah, I mean that, that for me that was the the big the big thing. Um, well, two big things. Like the best things of, about the opening bit was um, the car was back, and I, I can't say how overjoyed I was to see that. Just 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 something a bit different, and 
gutted that it didn't appear for every game. And then I thought it'll, it'll be back for final. So when it appeared on semi-final, that was a bonus for me. And then of course Italy's anthem. Um, refs turned up in shocking pink, and you thought, it's, it, you know, we're gearing up for a good start. Refs, even refs looking bright. Both, you know, two, two teams wearing classic kits, good lineups, a nice car, <laughs> good anthems, and then Danny Murphy just. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it's going to be a great game today. Tell your voice then, if it's going to be a great game. Bloody hell. Yeah, he was certainly rivaling Mr. Dixon, who we'll, we'll talk about in the second set. Just a word on the ref, Dr. Felix Brich, I think you call him. He, he did he did the England game, didn't he? The England-Ukraine game. Firstly, don't bother with stoppage time. Big fan of that. Just nope. get him off, half-time, full-time. Not bothering even playing any stoppage time. Never mind, like, putting it up and then not doing it. Um, don't stand for any any shit either. Just like proper old school, telling them to get up and get on with things. Um, yeah, like big fan of him. And, and we'll come on to the ref in, in the final in the final uh, later on. Um, but yeah, re- really fan of that guy. Yeah, brilliant. But like proper sort of seventies, eighties ref, weren't it? As in, I'm in charge. Don't care what you you lot are on. You know, obviously since the nineties onwards, it's crept in that player power and they sort of bow to him. But yeah, I just that when he blew up on on half time, they were just starting to Danny Murphy was starting to dourly talk about how much stoppage time there might be, and I think ref had had enough for him, didn't it? <laughs> Maybe he could hear him, and his action were brilliant. He blew whistle, and then you could see some of the players looked at him like, "We're not even stopping." He pointed at clock in stadium. He just pointed it and then walked off, picked ball up and walked off. Absolute no shit for this. Get off. Um, in, in terms of the game, I mean, a brilliant game. You, you know, it was right up there. We'll talk about our favourite game in the tournament. But, you know, this was a semi-final knockout. Traditionally, games like this, some of the quarters were a little bit cagey. Um, brilliant game. Just a word, there were two, goal, two 80s pop stars in goal. Donna Summer for Italy and Paul Simon for uh, for Spain. It was a bit grovelard, storming out early doors, like just literally wandering around and... Incredibly erratic, just all oh, of it shot, weren't he? And then he kept cutting to manager on bench, and you and uh, just incredibly relaxed, weren't he? Just gone smart casual for this one, hasn't he? Yeah, Je- he jeans, jumper, and shirt just looked like his straight front pub, but yeah, just ridiculous goalkeeping. I mean, I mean Spain, so the, the contrasting players, uh, Pedro, uh, 18 year old, um, really good player. And then they said Busquets, I think they said he was 32. I was like, he's been around for about 30 years. He's got to be older than 32. Yeah, he's... Well, I think probably what you've touched on earlier about, you know, when they had that period where they dominated Spain, it were, it were around for all that, weren't it? So I think part of it is you've seen him play that often because they get to every final, you know, previously they've been getting so far through tournaments. But yeah, I thought he were a lot older than that. I thought it were like World Cup, almost like 2006 or something when he was first sticking dirty mm. tackles in, but maybe it was more recent, I don't know. Uh, but in terms of the the game itself, uh, I, I thought Spain probably shaded this this game. I thought Spain were probably the the, the slightly better team over, but Italy led when uh, Donna Summer rolled it out when he, when he had about 89 players behind him and he was like there on your box and sweeping move and Chiesa, who's had a brilliant tournament, sort of curled it in, really good goal, really good goal. Yeah. Um, Jose Maria Lazabal kept missing missing his, uh, his his close game, close shots. Uh, 
for, for Spain. And then I think Morata scored a really good team goal for Spain, sort of just knocked it about. Um, but sort of end-to-end, you know, sort of Italy were kind of more defensive than Spain, but I just thought it was a fantastic match. Yeah, there was some weird stuff going on as well. And like, that Italian fan that was absolutely, like literally the polar opposite to us on equaliser, we just crying his eyes out when they cut to... <laughs> It's like really sort of, like say, polar opposite to what we'd have been like. And really tense on, uh, after, obviously, it went to extra time and then penalties. Cellini, though, just not, not having any of that. Like, <laughs> that. Do you think that's partially an act or is he really just that? No, because he was like it before the final. They were showing before the final where he was like sort of bumbling about and laughing and stuff. I think that's just how he is. He sort of grabbing it. He did, who was it? Who was, there was a captain. Was that that? Um, I can't remember who it was, but he, he didn't really want any part of it. And he just kept grabbing him and like slapping him. And <laughs> in, in fact, I'm trying to think who in their goalie captain. I don't know. Not a summer himself, captain. I know he was going up to a few players though and pushing. But, him yeah, around. He, no, he, that way he got went to keeper afterwards, didn't he? And he was just yeah. almost like wishing him, like just grabbing him and like almost. It reminded me of we've got a friend that every time we um, did any dance floor action, he. Um, he starts shoving people around dance floor like like he's at a school yeah. disco still, doesn't he? And it very much reminded me of that, just getting involved and boisterous bouncing off him and stuff like that, like he'd had first sniff of a pint as a teenager. Normally normally song two blur uh, yeah. is a particular favourite of his for shoving us around the dance floor. Yeah, you, you know you know you're in for you know your pints getting spilt if you hear the opening chords. Um Enrique had tactics board out for penalties, which which was unusual. Like it weren't like you were picking players. He was doing some tactics, which maybe Southgate should have should have yeah. used last night. I'm going to say you joke about one. it now, but if 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 Southgate had just drawn a picture at goal and just said twat it this way, maybe you know maybe we'd have had a bit of a better chance. But he must have got that off. I mean, is the the tactics board thing? He must have took it off his mate off the bench, who he'd, he'd obviously been around all tournament. This guy. But he emerged in this game for me as I think I might have noticed him like in, in the quarters, but not really sort of paid much attention for him. But this is the game where he really is this the Italy one. The Italy guy that yeah. looks like it looks like a guess who character, doesn't he? He's got he's got that sort of it looks like possibly a normal person. Yeah. But he looks like, like he's got that like, yeah. the fake glasses with the fake nose and the fake tash. Um <laughs> in fact it could be it could even be um, Tyndall behind it, or one of fake Tyndalls. For all I know, he just just a normal bloke with a with a sort of comedy. He got more involved, and they were constantly on the screen like yesterday, wasn't they? He was yesterday, but as, as that semi final went on, because I noticed him near the start of it, and then every time they were a sub, he were there with his flipboard, which might have been guess who actually. It might not have actually been um, a tactics chart. It might have just been guess who that he got out. And his name is Enrico Ivani. What's he? Is he an ex-player? Um, he basically um, say so. Um, on this article here, it says Avani fifty-eight looks as though he should be spending his days nibbling on. I don't know what that says. Sipping machiatos outside a sophisticated Venetian bar rather than showing Belotti where to make his runs. Um, yeah, left-sided defender, midfielder, AC Milan, played nearly four hundred games for AC Milan. So basically, it's a really, really yeah, famous ex-player. Was in that uh, Rigo Sacchi team in the late eighties, early nineties. You know, with like Berezi and really, and all that. Yeah, yeah. that was that that the celebrated. We'll have probably watched him grind out a nil-nil uh, yeah. on Football Italia. Then, like played alongside Mancini and Platt. Uh, he played at ninety-four World Cup. 
came on as a sub in the final. Honestly. But the thing is now, maybe we would recognise him if it wasn't for the fact that he was wearing that disguise. Well, this article, may look like a Pixar animated character come to life, but Italy's exceptional performances, uh, his testament is in the other coaches' methods. There we go. There you go. Guess who? And you've guessed it. <laughs> it's it's and left back. So, uh, but yeah, two awful penalties to start that uh, contest. Um, but yeah, I can't even remember. I didn't really make any notes on that. I can't remember. It seems like months ago. It does. It just seems. Yeah, it seems like a lifetime ago. It's, <laughs> it, I can't. I can't even remember what happened in rest of the shootout. To be honest, probably should have prepared for that. But we're, we're not here to discuss uh, results and tactics. <laughs> Football, are we? Anyway, Italy won. Uh, England, Denmark. <laughs> I'm serious. I can't remember any more about it. Um, they were lucky, yeah, I, I think literally the only other notes I've got about it are about Murphy, who at the end said, and I've got this written verbatim, morbidly said, not enjoyed the game as much in years. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish co-commentator, really. And I think oh, I he even said as well, um, Spain are now going to shit up shop. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is that? Making a mess of shutting up a shot. Like Arkwright, get, getting his fingers trapped in till or something. <laughs> Granville. <laughs> Fetch a flip chart. <laughs> anyway, England-Denmark. Uh, notes on this. I've put decent game. England started well. Uh, Denmark grew into it and then better side for spell. And then obviously... Scored a really good free kick. Still think Pickford should have done a bit better, despite him all saying what an amazing goal it was. It kind of went in middle at goal, but I'm a bit of a goalkeeping uh, critic. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Um, I mean, from the off, we're going to have to leave, leave this till the end. From the off, the commentators were pissing me off. We'll, do, we'll, we'll talk about the game. I've got more I've on the commentators than yeah. the game. I've got I think much we'll get... on the game. England started well. Denmark scored. England equalised. England got better. Dominated second half. Um, dodgy penalty, sweet Caroline, Maguire singing along, good. That's <laughs> <laughs> me notes. Yeah, yeah. I, in fact, we could probably just talk about the comments. No, move on. I've got a page on Matter Face and Dixon. Yeah, I mean, we could probably take take through the match based on their quotes and comments because I must admit, I really enjoyed the game and I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as good quality as the game the previous night, obviously. No, and no. but I was obviously I was a bit more invested in it, and um, yeah, just it, it was a good game, a good, two good semi finals really. Because sometimes you get one that's a bit crap at least. But I must admit, they did. I must say they spoiled it for me. But I almost wish you know we talked last time about oh we don't quite you know with COVID and stuff. I wouldn't probably wouldn't want to go to a pub anyway but when you do go even in good times you miss everything because you're not close enough to a screen and you can't can't see I'd, I'd have been quite happy not to hear this I'd, I'd have quite happily stood behind someone chucking beer on me and not just seat back of their head than listen to these idiots and people say turn it off you can turn it off but you know, put the radio on or whatever but often the radio is behind but you kind of need it on for the crowd noise and the atmosphere if it had been them behind closed doors I'd have gladly turned them off but you kind of want yeah, you know, you want you want to hear that crowd and and the the other sort of background stuff, but I don't think there's an option just to get rid of them too, is there? No, unfortunately not. And yeah, just well, Dixon's. I mean, I've got 
I've got a few things about Dixon, but not as much. I mean, I've just got Dixon, Moreau, Stacey, obviously, cliches, and I wrote just shit, and I wrote underneath, underneath it, inane shit. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> he, well, we said it last time, he's, he's gone. Since since he got sort of shown up by McCoyst in that Scotland-England game, he's kind of, it's almost like he's spat dummy out, and he's trying to emulate McCoyst to a degree by having trying to chip in with jokes and stuff but it's, it's almost like his heart's not in it he knows he's lost he knows he knows the crown <laughs> is, is gone and he's it's just it's like a defeated person trying to make the best of it and um but as bad as he was and he carried on being crap Masterface <laughs> just absolutely just appalling i mean I, 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 i've got a few quotes i know i tweeted some the, the, the other night but that, um, I'll just give you a few of his, his, his lines. It's a finishing line. You can see the distance, the very near distance. I mean, what does that even mean? <laughs> <sighs> um, I've got one when Mount just hit this miss it cross and he said he tried to chip in. So they, he doesn't, he's, he's crap, but he, and says point of things, but he doesn't even know football. He doesn't even understand football. Like he, he clearly says things. He said something about a header at some point that didn't make sense. No, he wow. just said, it's a header. It's like it's like he thought I've, I need to say something here. Um, and I think I think in fairness to him, someone had headed it, <laughs> but to just state that as as what had just happened, it, you know, you've got no. If if you were sort of not looking at the TV screen, and his job is to sort of convey what's happening or just happened, it's a header. How do you tip it outwards as well? Yeah, you know what it was. I think he thought again. I I get the impression. I'm pretty sure they're just watching the game on monitors because right at the beginning, um, I mean, ITV is shit. Instead of, instead of the ball toss and the, well, we missed the car. ITV missed the car coming on because, which I've obviously already stated is the most important bit of it. Um, but because it's ITV and they've got to show adverts, they went to that. And apparently there was that shirt presentation, weren't they about, you know, the number 10 that they right. signed with Ericsson and they kept, they cut back to it. And, um, and he went, Right, welcome back. Um, the rumor is that there was a shirt presentation, and rumor. He said it about five ten minutes into the game. It clearly just happened, but he must have got the adverts as well, or he went for a piss or something because it like he clearly hadn't seen it, and then he, he must have read on social media or someone said, "Oh, I surely think, well, they're in the ground." Surely, I don't know if they are. You know, in the ground. Uh, the- like pundits and the TV stuff. I don't know if they are. The reason I say it is because, you know, the TV angle for the, the, the thing you've just said about when he said, oh, he's tipped that outwards. Um, <laughs> I think the TV angle, as I was looking at it, it looked like, you know, you know, sometimes you can't tell which way ball's going based on the angle and the, 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 the way the ball flies. Yeah. As the keeper made the save, it looked like he could have been pushing it wide, but it then clearly came back into play. But he'd already committed saying, you know, he tipped it around the post and he just, he just made a tit of himself and he's tipped that one outwards. <laughs> and then he had the one, what did you say? Elec- his electricity every time he touches the ball. Which is, which is nonsense, isn't it? Was he Pikachu? <laughs> and then he had another one where he described something that wasn't even relevant to what had happened, but he said he, he's like NFL basketball. Which, which which obviously doesn't exist. I don't know. It's like cross between twenty twenty blast and Super League. Like, <laughs> well, um, it, at least it proves oh. it. it's not just football. You don't know about. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, I mean, then at the end, he was saying, you do whatever you want tonight, you, you deserve... He basically was telling people, just do, do whatever you like. And then, and then he stopped himself, didn't he? Went, oh, within, within reason. Yeah. <laughs> within, within, he said, yeah, you've deserved it. Do, do whatever you... He's, again, he's trying to get on the sort of... behind the, what, the other zeitgeist, whatever you want to say. Yeah. But, you know, this is it now. We're all in this together. And then, he, yeah, obviously someone said in his ear, Sam, <laughs> you know, you do realise awesome. there's COVID restrictions on. Well, within within uh, within guidelines, of course. Imagine the next day turning up for work. I'm sorry, boss, I'm late or don't didn't come in. Uh, old Matterface said, uh, yeah. "Do what you like." Imagine so, an employment tribunal, uh, like sort of <laughs> quoting uh, Matterface, sort of bringing him as you. Uh, my first uh, witness is Samuel Matterface. <laughs> <laughs> But, 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 sir, he said I could. No, Do you remember just... then when he was pleading for us to stay, stay with him? It's superstition. Uh, he <laughs> said something like, you've got to stay with us on Sunday. It's like, it's, you've, you've, you've set your start and we've won, we've won with, like, basically, I won't commentate with one. You don't watch it on, and he were right, to be fair, because I watched BBC and we lost. Well, that's it. It's all on, it's all on you and Matt's face, isn't it? And your, your little um, boycott of him. He's, we, we we touched on this last time. He's done a Tilsley, and he? he's decided he, he wants to be the next Tilsley. Therefore, he's got to have all these scripted lines that he's got to get in. I think he said at one bit he just went, oh, scenes, when there were nothing happening, yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> just, he just like thought. And then it, you can you can almost hear his pen. Tick that one off. I've said scenes. <laughs> Prom- promise my wife I would. Although, it, it, has he even got a wife? Did, weren't he married to that Natalie Sawyer? Yeah, he made some. You know, I don't think he's with her now, but he made some inappropriate comment yeah. about her having nice boobs. Didn't he, he did, didn't he? he? Messed it up and put it on Twitter. He put it on like he tweeted it rather than private message there. But then he's like bugging it up with her. He can't do anything right, can he? Um, the bit at the end when he said Denmark. I mean, obviously they nearly lost a member of a staff earlier at tournament. But he said <laughs> they've lost a member of staff. Yeah. Like, what? And then he went down to nine. Yeah. And then he went no ten outfield players. Yeah, but no, no, don't. Yeah, no ten men. Nine outfields, like yeah. So basically, you, the way he was explaining it was if we're the stupid ones and we needed to explain just <laughs> what he meant. No, no, Samuel, you've messed it up. You're stupid. You he, had an abs- he had an absolute nightmare from start to finish. Like you, he almost great game. First time we've ever won a semi final. Should have been exciting and stuff. And all like, oh, I'll just texting you, like just saying he is doing my edit. Just shut up. So like, really frustrating me. Yep, he's. I, well, as we say, he just didn't understand football, does he? Um, he just, even towards the end as well, I mean, to go back to the game a bit, I think Southgate, he, tactically, you can argue we're, we were a bit defensive at time in all the games, but for him to bring on what he, what he was doing and what he's done all the way through is bring on players for the situation at hand. And it worked brilliantly in that game. It brought Grealish on, and then we obviously we got in front and then he decided to take him off again. Bloody matter face. Oh, Grealish off. Got to be an injury. But yeah, yeah. No, it's obvious. It's obvious we're shutting up. Sh- sh- sorry, shitting up shop. Shitting up shop, yeah. <laughs> um, just beggars belief that he's got that job. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'd tip him outwards if I were ITV. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so he, he was not good. But we won. Yeah, we won. Um and yeah, I mean, it won't it won't hundred percent convincing, was it? But again, we did what we did the way through. Second half and extra time penalty were, were dodgy. And again, if that had been the other way around, 
nation have been in uproar, diving, diving, like Twatchy. They were all kind of quite, I mean, mentioned, but it weren't a penalty. I'm not whether he dived or he didn't. He, he kind of uh, exaggerated the contact, shall we say. And, you know, it glossed over quite a bit, like in English press and English fans, I felt. No, he dived. He didn't exaggerate any contact. There weren't really any contacts, <laughs> were they? If there was, it was him kicking out to get to any sort of contact, wasn't it? It, just, it was a complete enough to dive and. It, I don't know. He, he, get, he almost like gets a pass because he had such a good tournament, Sterling. Mm. But um, yeah, it's it's disappointing. But we'd seen it earlier in the tournament, though, haven't we? Where it doesn't make it right, but we'd had a couple where players got clipped, didn't go down, tried to carry on, um, didn't get the call. You know that they cocked it up by being off balance, and they should have gone down, got penalties. It, not just England; it happened in a few games. That obviously doesn't justify making fouls and chucking yourself on the floor. Um, but, yeah, we, we got there. We, I think we, overall we deserved the win. Mm. Um, but it wasn't that convincing. But we did what we'd done all the way through, beat what was in front of us, you know, good enough to sort of get through that game. Um, yeah, so that's that brings us fast. Nothing really more on the semis. Kind of fast forward to the to the final. And, and like you, I kind of got up and I was sort of putting Sky Sports news on and on Sunday. But I was concerned that a lot of those fans were burning themselves out uh, yesterday when I saw like Wembley scenes as Matt Face would uh, describe it um, on, on on Wembley Way. I was like it's about twelve o'clock, and they were all absolutely wankered at twelve o'clock, like jumping around. I was like. No way they're going to be because I think about us like going, you know, United away days when we things like West Brom away, where we've started early and we're showered by like kickoff time. No, no, nothing left, sort of thing. Yeah, it's happened twice for us where we've we've peaked far too early. And there was that that West Brom game and Leicester away in, I think it were, God, mid two thousands and. I, I barely remember anything about that day from about midday. And it's just, if, if you don't pace yourself, you're going to be in trouble. And they were in trouble, some of them. Weren't they? <laughs> they kept cutting to crowd, you know, just before games. So grounds filling up and they, yeah. Yeah, they, they keep, you know, cutting to players warming up um, and, and then cutting to crowd. And even then, some of them that had got in a little bit earlier, you could see in the faces they'd gone. They were just stood there staring into space, some of them, weren't they? And the noise was was fairly decent for the for, you know start of the game and first half. By the second half, maybe it would just sound. I, I thought it was dead. I didn't think there was much. Maybe it was nerves and crowd couldn't get going. But I didn't. I didn't get this sense. Maybe because England were obviously defending, not in control of the game. But uh, it seemed really quiet. Yeah, I mean, I I actually think it was two reasons. One. The aforementioned fact that they're all falling asleep half of them, but then other half, as proven by that toss of Tom Cruise being in crowd, I think quite a big proportion of crowd was sort of almost day trippers and hangers on and stuff like that. Um, obviously not. He, he were in sort of VIP section. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just talking about people who managed to get all the tickets were people who've got money to throw at it. I know. I know people. They're in England Sports Club and that got tickets at a reasonable price. You know, you saw people tweeting that they'd been offered via the app eighty quid tickets or whatever. And that's that's good. You know, people getting loyalty rewarded. But you just get the impression it was just people with disposable money to chuck at and just at any, any cost getting that ground and say they'd been there. Um, so, so I think there were quite a big There's portion of that. Then. Drunks, they were falling asleep. 
yeah, so it's half half people that you know need need it orchestrating because they even said on, on kickoff and this were right. It's now the quietest the stadium's been, you know, straight after kickoff. So why is it? And you know why? Because it weren't orchestrated. They've not got like PA belting out sort of sweet Caroline and three lions and stuff like that. So oh, the red arrows and the marching band. Then. Yeah, yeah. Good good to see. Good to see. Well, they're closing good. ceremonies for football. Closing ceremonies anyway are just pointless. Yeah, I don't. It's pointless. Yeah, I, I, I ceremony. Have, an, have an opening ceremony for anything. Yeah, because that's the exciting things are coming. But no, what? What? I don't even know what it was. What? Just yeah, I didn't really watch it. Yeah. I, 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 I was just I kept like sort of looking up at it and, and having a look when they, when they cut to it. But I, yeah, just looked like loads of people dressed up as various era Michael Jackson dancing around. So it's about. Um, yes, final. So, where do you st- stand on the? There's a lot of talk about the team being leaked. A lot of people are getting their knickers in a twist about the team being leaked. I and mean, we have this for United, don't we? Where there's a guy on the forum that puts the team out, and people are like, oh, you know, opposition, opposition will be reading this, you're giving the game away. I think the opposition will have a pretty good idea nine times out of ten what each manager is going to do. I just think they will, sort of thing. And, and and ultimately they weren't just Sky. There were about four or five news outlets that that put it out. And they're gonna that that's their job. If I was a journalist and somebody said, "I've got the team for you," even in that position, I'm not gonna think, "Oh, uh, I'm gonna keep that to myself because it it might it might put us off and it might give the game away." You're gonna put it out because that's your job to get. Even though it is a bit crap, that's your job as a journalist. It's the people that are leaking it the issue, surely. Yeah, I saw I saw a lot of tweets. People just absolutely losing the shit about it. As an England fan, this is not what you want to see with three hours till five hours to kick off, whatever it was. And the, these are utter scum, these journalists, utter scum at, at a time like this. And, <laughs> and I'm exactly the same as you. Surely the journalist isn't the problem. It's whoever leaked it is the problem. Yeah. And then, and then again, to agree with you, Italians are prepared for two or three scenarios, probably two in, in fairness. He's played but two basic systems, hasn't he? Um, and they'll have prepared mainly for them two scenarios. They, they were going to find out an hour before kickoff anyway. In fact, the team seems to come in about an hour and a half before kickoff yeah. for this, don't they? An hour and a half, two hours? Yeah. If they officially put it's tweet not, about... It only came out a couple of hours after the yeah. leak. So, so basically, they'll have gone. It's not like they could have worked on any more training. They're in ground, you know what I mean? So basically, all you've given them is an extra hour or two to go, oh, you know, we worked on plan A and plan B. It's plan B, lads. <laughs> Brilliant. You've given them an extra sort of couple of hours to to know that and uh, yeah you're right they'll know anyway it's the person who leaked it that's the problem there's a there's a lot of problems with british media but them putting team out a couple of hours before kickoff isn't isn't one of them to, to, to talk about football w- w- would you have done what he did with the five at the back or um well it worked didn't it i think i, th- I think the problem is we kind of took our foot off the accelerator when we should have Gone for the jugular. I've mixed metaphors there, aren't I? Why, why you're not going to cut someone's throat while you're driving a car, are you? Um, you yeah, I think it worked. We, we were cutting them apart down wide areas. Um, hard, really well. Brilliant first goal, you know, diagonal ball, then bit like I said, a bit bold, bold up to, to Stevens type goal, uh, sort of in the championship, yeah. sort of crossover, 
great finish. Just just rammed it home and Shaw's been superb going forward. But that point, we should have kept going. We, we had a good spell. And it looked like we got them. Like I said, it looked like we got them. We, we could have, I felt we could have got a second goal in that next 10, 15 minutes. Didn't quite come. And then just slowly, we just regressed. They grew into the game. And by, the, by half time, they were on top. We like needed half time. They had a couple of half chances. Um, but yeah, second half, it just we just didn't turn up. Yeah, I mean, that that first 15 minutes, because even after we scored, we were still going a little mm-hmm. bit at it. And yeah, fam- famous Italian defence, and you know how, how brilliant they are and stuff. They looked, they looked a mess. I mean, Chiellini looked like he was still dancing to New Order. You see that before a game, yeah, yeah. when he was bopping away to yeah. Blue Monday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> quite pleasing, that. Um, but he looked like he was still in the Hacienda at times in that first 15, 20 minutes. They were just getting pulled all over. And we say it all the time with United. When you're on top like that, you've got to score. Well, I know we'd score one. Him. But... Finish him. Going yeah. back to Karate again. Finish him. <laughs> um, yeah, they should just just go for it. But it's you're right, you just sort of slowly. And I, I don't... People, and we'll get onto this as well, people blaming Southgate with too negative. He's a terrible manager all of a sudden for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's like almost like a British mentality thing. We see we see it with the national team loads of times. We see it in a lot of club teams, and we certainly see it United. It's almost like you panic. We've got something now, and you start slowly doubting yourself and thinking, "Oh, we need to protect it." Rather than carrying on doing what you were doing, you start just sitting back and sitting back, and so we went into our shells a bit, didn't we? I would have understood it if we had retreated. You know say 10, 15, 20 minutes second half, but it were almost, like we got to half time and we'd not, we'd not, you know, we'd, we'd lost control and I thought, right, we're going to get some level of control. And this is, you know, I, I think Southgate's done a great job. His man management of the team, not necessarily tactically, although, you know, that, that has worked, he said, his, his man management and his professionalism, how he's handled himself, all that sort of stuff has been brilliant, but I do think he, he should have changed it personnel and tactic-wise. Uh, a lot sooner than he did, and he kind of sat. He just sat and waited and waited and waited. Italy just got stronger and stronger. They were dictating the game, and he were like, "We've got to change it because you felt like they were going to score after they, and then they got level, and then after that, it was like they're going to score again here. Yeah. If he, unless he changes it, and he never really changed. And when he did change it, it was like extra time, and we had a good spell in extra time. But, you know, Grealish came. I'm not saying Grealish did lots of things, but it's kind of signalled. You know, a couple more attackers came on. But it, yep. it were a bit late that for me. I, I just thought it were really hard for us to wrestle back control after we'd just lost the initiative. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, is for me, I, well, I said it about in the semi. Is is sort of strength Southgate tactically because like his major strength, like you said, has been how he's handled himself. Everything outside the games um, seems to have been brilliant. But in the games, his strength been, has been reacting to situations, I think, and just changing the team for what we needed to do at that point, mm-hmm. be that changing the formation between games or in the game, just sacrificing a player or bringing someone on different or whatever. But yeah, it, just, it took too long to do it, didn't it, this, in this game? Well, you've got, you got five subs plus an extra one in you know, extra time. And and even when he put them two on, it, you know, they weren't going to... He obviously put them on for penalties, but... I don't think I'd want to. I don't think anyone, any football, would want to go on and basically not kick the ball before the next kick or the first kick you're going to have is going to be a penalty in the most important game you've ever played. You want to at least have a couple of touches or run around a bit, get yourself, you know, in, in, involved a bit. Uh, 
I'm not I'm not a fan of uh, of putting someone on as a specialist kind of sub for a penalty. Um, as Andy Taylor, uh, <laughs> I was going to say this. Uh, that's why, know, isn't it? That's why we've been scarred forever by Andy Taylor, the the penalty specialist who. <laughs> To my mind, to my knowledge, he never took a penalty in his life in a, in a game. I think he said that. he took one when he was like 15 or something. He'd, he'd done well in training, Wilson said. He did a few good ones in training in the lead up. But that's what Southgate said, to be fair, because there's all been this talk about, you know, and to me, I wouldn't have had Sacco taking the fifth one. That was the issue. But he took an earlier one, even though that I still would have preferred Grealish or sure or Sterling or Stones, a more experienced player. I think it's such a big pressure for a, a young lad who's not played many games. It's not like, uh, you know, it's not like, um, what's his name now? German. Sancho. Sancho, who's played in top-level Champions League football. You know, Rashford, who's man new penalty taker. You know, this guy, and he came on, he didn't he, he didn't play very well when he come on. And, and that, surely you should make tweaks then. I think, he's mm. saying hindsight, but... I wouldn't have had him on the fifth penalty. The thing is, it, it's all hindsight, isn't it? Because what they always say and what Lineker was saying it before the game as well, don't change your mind. <clears throat> in, in terms of as a, as a kicker, you know, you, you've made your mind up where you're going to, you've been practicing your penalties all week. You've got your favoured penalty. Just do it. Don't change your mind. Uh, and it's probably the same with the actual takers as well. I know Southgate's come out today and said, Oh, it's all on me. You know, I pick the t- penalty takers. Don't blame them. You know, it's all it's all my fault. It wasn't that the senior players didn't want to do it. I think he's just doing more of what we praise him for. You know, just being yeah. the one that takes all the pressure. That's bullshit. You're not telling me that he's he's gone in there and not asked them who, who fancies it. You know, this week. Well, yeah. pro- well, ever since the knockout stage has started, they'll have known who was going to be the penalty takers. They'd have been practicing them. Um, Saka, um, Sancho, Rashford, all the rest of them will have said, "I want, you know, I want to be taking a penalty." And it's his final decision, yeah. But you're not telling me that, you know, a lot of it didn't come from him initially because, well, it's gonna, it's gonna, he's not gonna give it to people who who don't want it. Yeah, but sh- should should they have wanted it? Should Grealish? Uh, I know Grealish come out saying he he would have took one today, but I, I don't know. I'm sure he would have. I'm sure he said, oh, I'll take one. But everyone says that, doesn't they? It's, it's how you say it as well. Oh, yeah, I'll take one as, as you take a step backwards. When... <laughs> well, that, that Rashford one, because we, we'd scored two. Um, you know, Maguire had scored that great one. And we, we were 2 1 up, weren't we? They'd missed one. And it were very much, I think it were Loughton, weren't it, in that Huddersfield game? I said it to you, Turnch, you said, scores this with one. Because I, yeah. I think we'd have gone 2 0 up United in that one. Yeah. Um, three third penalty. So it yeah. was just feel the missed first three, haven't we? And yeah, so it'd have been two nil after three each. Uh, yeah, and that'd have been pretty much it. Yeah. You know, we, you know, same last night, England had gone three one up after three penalties. Um and um he didn't even look at the ball. He was like looking at goalies. We didn't even know where his foot was when he went to kick it. He like basically forgot what to do to kick a football. Which is basically like make sure you get your you know your body over it you know line up you know kick your foot. He weren't even like looking at the ball. He basically it does it apparently he does it all the time. I think I've seen him take one or two like that. But obviously I don't watch Man United all the time. But <clears throat> commentator was saying that it, it, that's how he does it. He waits for the keeper to move, so he's watching the keeper. But the keeper obviously knew that, so the keeper, the keeper didn't keeper move. He had time to stop and just well, like actually line it up. I think the keeper didn't move until he got there. And then they both bottled it. The keeper obviously thought he's going to 
is going to wait for me, so I'm not going to do it. And then as Rashford got there, keeper bottled it and dived anyway. But like you say, by that point, Rashford were right on it and not even committed, looked at the ball. Committed to his, yeah. And he committed to his little scuff in the other direction and he's buggered it up. So, they, yeah, they, they both messed it up, but obviously uh, Donna Summer came off best for it. The, the two that they were missed after that were like basically the perfect uh, penalties for a goal it saved. Yeah. A couple of feet off the ground, not in the corner, not hit particularly hard, just perfect really for a... Yeah. You know, goalie to dive across. I thought Pickford's save um, on Georgina was a brilliant save. The the one that you know shot off the post. Yeah, the well, it was another one where um, he waited for him, and but he, but Pickford actually went through with it and w- waited until he actually actually hit it. And um, the reactions for that because he did he basically waited until he saw yeah. which way we're going, and the reactions to save that were absolutely unbelievable I'd had a really good tournament he's you know he's a bit dodgy in the semi-final but um he's definitely a better goalie for England than he is for Everton he, he yeah. always plays well in the in you know big England games generally but after he saved that I thought oh, we're back in it we're back in it and then I saw and this sounds awful but as soon as I saw that young lad walking up I was just like he's not gonna his body language was just awful like he, he strolled into the spot and he just he looked like he didn't want to be there. And it's right saying on training pitch, oh yeah, I want to take one, take one, but yeah. you know, uh, and everyone's saying, no, oh, they'll bounce back from there. And, they, you know, they may bounce back as footballers from there. Sure, they'll all go, you know, Rash is having a good career, so is, um, you know, the others. But like, they will always be remembered for this, no matter what. You know, you think about Chris Waddle, first thing you think of, Chris Waddle. Um, well, yeah, obviously. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, it is it is tied with him. But it, I think you know what I mean, and that's awful to say. But this is what their career, unless they get to a final and win in a final or something happens in a chat, even if they win a Champions League, it's not the same as it will, you know, as something like that. Their their careers are sadly going to. I'm throwing them under the bus here, but it will be, won't it? The careers are over. No, the careers are not over. They'll have good careers, but they'll be most known for the, that moment last night. Nearly yeah. every one of those three. They will. Yeah, like you say, unless unless they somehow unless we somehow go one better. Which, in fairness, your little argument, your your lover's tiff with Andy last night, where you said, you know, we'll never have a better chance. We'll never be able to get close to this. You said exactly the same thing after the last World Cup, <laughs> and, we've, and and then we we did get closer. We had a better chance. We got closer. So you never do know, but. Um, in, we're not going to, you know, next World Cup's boiling hot. We're not, and we're not going to do anything in that. Yeah, world. we're going to have that same excuse. Remember when? Um, do what? Where was it? Which one was it? South Africa was it? Or... When, then when Skull said it was too hot. I thought that might it... mean was that uh, one... Japan? No, it was South Korea. Uh, it, could, it could have been. It could have been Japan, Korea, and Skull. Yeah, basically, Skull said it was too hot, and that was, and then and then he and then he's basically said something along the lines of wait. Nobody, nobody knows. It's because I'm ginger, you see, pretty much. <laughs> and the, the, it's just, yeah, it's going to be them excuses all over again, isn't it? Too, too hot for us. I just see you've got to seize your moments, and you know we've had a brilliant tournament. Southgate's done all these people like questioning him. So, like, I questioned his subs last night, but he thought he should have changed it, tried to change the flow of the game. You know, you could talk about the penalties and stuff, but it is really thin, like fine margins. You know, Rashford's kick goes you know, a few inches the other way, and we probably win the game and win the, everyone's, you know. And everyone says, what an absolutely inspired move to bring Rashford yeah. on to take oh, that yeah. penalty. Yeah, yeah it's, it is ridiculously fine margins. And what's pissed me off the most, and quite a lot's pissed me off over the last 24 hours, is all these people that were previously 
oh, you know, basically the coming home brigade. And now all of a sudden, he's got to go. He's got to go. He's a clown. He's he's not the man for the job. And he's, well, yeah, we've had two relatively easy rides in these tournaments, but still it's, still diffi- it's still difficult to get to a World Cup semi-final and a European uh, Championship mm. final. Quick word on the ref last night, Bjorn Kuypers. Another tremendous ref. And and people are talking about possibly the red card on Grealish. Yeah, I can see that, you know, it could have been given. You know, it was high and it yeah. was like the first time Grealish deserved, you know, arguably his dive was legitimate. Uh, but I, I loved the ref last night. He was letting fouls go. Like, unless you basically killed someone, play on, play on. And he was just get up, get yeah. up. Like, you know, no arm, get on with it. And, and I loved that. There were no, like, kind of stop start in the game. It was just a proper old. I think you said it like an eighties ref. Just yeah. get on with it. Yes, yeah, get get on with it. That's that's my approach to to life. Get on with it. And um, I, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it again. In fact, the, the officiating throughout has been pretty much spot yeah, on, has. hasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah few dodgy VARs, but for the most part, we've not really talked about officials that much. Well, we have. We've talked about them a lot, saying how good they are. In fact, I didn't yeah. even yeah. one of the notes I had for England Denmark game was sexy ref. Cause oh, you did actually. Yeah, my my missus like we were just I, again. She's not doing much for this equality, you know. That we've seen a lot more female analysts and pundits and things like that. She's not helping matters when I'm coming on here talking about how she's going down the line on national anthems, picking out who's fit. And yeah, she, I think it was like was he a, a Dutch ref for our semi final? Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, she said, "Oh, ref's quite dishy." I think she said so. So we are, we're talking about them a lot for for all the right reasons, though. Um, yeah, so we lost. We did. Sound like um, Murphy, and then we've lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't come. Knackered did last night, though. Really tired. Yeah, I felt like I played it. In fact, my voice is a bit crap today. So I don't know why. Because it's not like I was shouting at telly. I think it's the fact I had more beer than normal. Like them, uh, I was exhausted by the end of it as well. Uh, I had two, and then I thought we're going to lose. I'm not having another one. Uh, <laughs> all right, save me, save me beer for uh, proper football in a few weeks. Yeah, but you'll hopefully be there, won't you? So, no. Um, do we said we're going to do a few snappy awards? Um, best yeah. game. I've, I've got. I, I did a top three, but you, you know, if you want to. Well, if you're putting me on the spot, I can I can probably give you three actually. See what you add as you as you as you three, and I'll see I'm gonna. I'm I, I I genuinely not prepared this. I know my best one, um, oh. but my best three, quickly reverse order would be the probably the Italy Spain semi, yeah. The Spain five three, yeah. Number two and number one would be the Switzerland three all. Exactly the same as what I've got. Excellent. That's, that's exactly what I had. You know, the semi final was brilliant, but that. Magic Monday was uh, oh, was super. <laughs> just another magic Monday. Um, best goal. Um, we might not agree with this. I've, I've probably got some that people, someone that people may not have put. But did you have any particular goals that, or just some that stood out? Well, there were there were actually, and I, I'm I'm guess I'm going to guess that you've gone for them decent team goals sweeping nope. uh, counter attack. No, no, I didn't. Because there were I, a couple of them. I had. Uh, Chiesa, Chiesa, Italy, Spain as my third, um, but now I had I had two individual goals as my first and second. Well, what my my favourite, without a shadow of a doubt, is um, Mr. 
Chic against Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, yeah, I've got that as number one. I just thought it was a unique, innovative kind of goal that you don't see very often. I, I love that. That's what I had. I, that was what I had Pogba's absolute twat as number two. Oh, where God, yeah, what a goal. They were my top three. I had a few others. Yarmolenko scored a brilliant goal against Holland. Shakiri scored a good one um, as well. I think Switzerland against Turkey, I think it was. Um, I might have missed a few. Like I said, some decent team goals. It uh, scored a few good, good, other good team goals. But Yeah, yeah that, I, I that, that, that Pogba goal were absolutely brilliant, weren't it? Like, that, that was the game when we said he deserved the arrogance. He scored that and he scored that that Harry Maguire-esque penalty. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, that for me, that goal, not only was the, the goal against Scotland so good, but it was just hilarious that it were against yeah. them and k- keeper collapsing into back in there. <laughs> we just just topped it all off. Um, best player? <sighs> give me give me some names. I, I, I can give you some names, but uh, give me who you think would be in your top three. Well, it, we could pick a team, I suppose, couldn't we? Um, I'm not doing that. I've not prepared that. I've not prepared it. I'd have to do it off the top of my head. Donna uh, Summer in goal. Don, yeah, it would have to be Donna Summer. Despite, I mean, Schmeichel had Two a good Italian centre-backs, probably. I don't know, because Maguire, Maguire had a good tournament. Maguire had a great tournament. Even Stones did, but Maguire was the, the best out of them two for me. Um, yeah. Walker and Shaw were really good. They may get the full-back positions. Say, well, left-backs, left back, you could, you could yeah. pick two or three. Um, the Italy guy who got injured. Uh, yeah. I his name. Um, Spizzola, is it? it yeah, sound, yeah. Sounds like a pasta, basically, doesn't he? Mm. Pasta stuff with cheese. I mean, um, that Holland guy had a really good tournament as well. Uh, Dumfries. Yeah. Right, right side, right wing back. I think he was. Yeah. Ronaldo played well. We obviously made. No, he's, he's another one in here that played on left, wasn't he? But Ronaldo had, had a you know good tournament. Decent chic. Tournament. Uh, and then they were you know Spain up up again. Put Pedri, Busquets. Italy, both centre backs. Chiesa, I thought was brilliant. If I had to say a player, actually, it might be Chiesa. Uh, like one player who's been consistent throughout the whole tournament. I had Sterling right up until the last game, but I don't think Sterling had a great final. So I'd, I'd probably go Chiesa, Sterling, and then a dual award of Cellini and Benucci. Schick as a, you know, an honourable mention. A wild card. Uh, yeah. Depends on what, what you're going to say as you. Uh, you know, if you're going to pick a team, what what positions you'd be talking? But yeah, for me, Sterling's got to be in in the top sort of three, probably. I, w- I would say, like I say, he didn't have a great final. In fact, quite poor, weren't he? But throughout, people have talked about, like I say, I mean, you've talked about it that um, stuffed cheese pasta man. I can't remember his name again. Spesoli, whatever he's called. Yeah. Um, he 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 were out in round of sixteen, weren't he? He, yeah. he played most of that match and then got injured, and people are still talking about him as one of the players in the tournament. Good. So really I think you can forgive Sterling one bad game. I think he drove us forward apart from that. Um, yeah, I think it, I, I would go with all the ones you've said, but I'd also mention um, that guy, the Danish guy that sort of stepped into Ericsson's oh, boots. Yeah. Uh, Ho- Hoiberg, is it? I don't think it was Hoiberg. He's a Spurs guy. He, he, he had a really good game. That, um, not play Spurs. I know what you mean. But I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Play Spurs. I thought he had a really good tournament. I think oh, he, he basically right. stepped up when Ericsson... Who was the guy? Was it Paulson? There was one who scored quite a few goals. Yeah. Um, is that his name? 
But yeah, I, I can't even. Superb analysis. Superb analysis. Superb analysis. I can't yeah. remember who played. Can't to be remember. fair, to be fair, you're dropping these these things on me. I, I would well, let's go to things that we'll be better at. Never mind players and teams and games. Kits. <sighs> What's your favourite kit? Just give me um, one, one or two. I, I've got a top three here. Right. If we're going top, I mean, you've got some honourable mentions straight away. Croatia's kits are always brilliant. Um, home and away. Um, I like the Portugal away. Not many people like it. You know, the green with the... Yeah, it looks like it should have been good, but... No. Um, I, yeah, I've got, I've got about two or three kits in mind, actually, that I'm going to mention, but I'll, I'll, I've gone first every time, so I'll let you go first. Um, my favourite kit was the Finland kit. Yeah, it's the Finland kit that. With the flag on, just thought it worked. Um, second kit, I had the Russian white kit, just sort of classic. I like the trim. Just look really smart, and then I quite like the Belgium kit. It was a bit different, a bit fancy with a sash and the sort of Italy class classical kit. But yeah, my, my top three: Finland, Russia, Russia away, I think it was, wasn't it? and Belgium. Mm. But yeah, so definitely Finland. Uh, I like that one. Russia. I mean, I think that first podcast I, when we were saying early sort of impressions, that was my favourite kit initially. Just really clean, that red and blue trim. Loved it, and the red and blue across the centre. Um. What really grew on me, though, um, I, like you, I love the Italy one, especially with Navy shorts. And I think Navy shorts won them the final. Mm. I actually tweet, texted you, didn't I, before the final? So I don't know who's got the choice yeah. of Navy shorts for the kit, but whoever has them is going to win the final, and it were them. So there you go. Navy shorts won it. Um, but a kit that really grew on me was the um, France one. You know, the yeah, sort of, yeah, was, sort of different, like different shades of blue hoops with then the red hoops through it. it basically looked like Minus the collar, it looked like a Fred Perry I would have bought circa 2003, I think. Um, still would buy it, actually, I think. Um, so, yeah, they were they were in my favourites. But an overall kit I liked as well, we're talking shirts. I like the Hungry kit, the sort of red top, um, white shorts and green socks. So yeah, so it's an unusual kind of matchup of... Well, it basically looked like they got dressed in dark, didn't it? I like, <laughs> like that sort of thing. Um. I've got best dressed or most stylish managers, which I had, I just had three really obvious ones. I just had Mancini with his, you know, sort of sartorial elegance, his powder blue blazer, sort of, sort of, sort of that he had that sort of uh, hanging on the interview uh, on his shoulder, and then I had Enrique with his variety of. Uh, I don't know. Would you give it Enrique just because he had a real array of of outfits? Kept kept changing it, changing it up. I think the reason I wouldn't give it Enrique is simply because of his. He thinks he's down with the kids who don't wear socks, oh, right. and for me, that's just his sweaty his, his sweaty shoes are going to lose it for him. Yeah, well, I'm not a fan of. Which uh, is why, for me, pipping him on the line, pipping them both on the line, would be um, Souza. Oh, Souza with the waistcoat. Yeah, yeah. I think just yeah, just a very classy, no, classy look. A, I had Souza in third. Uh, I'd probably get. David Mancini, just because obviously he's, he, we saw more of him and he, he was quite just steadily consistent throughout. Yeah, but sweaty shoes. So. Sweaty shoes. Uh, best anthem. Well, we've already said Italy. Uh, yeah. Fratelli d'Italia. Uh, I've put down uh, like it, it's the way the tempo gets quicker. Like as it goes on, it gets more and more kind of, and they get more gusto as it gets to the end, the crescendo. 
gusto and crescendo are probably Italian words, aren't they? And that, and that, well, and and that shows why. I mean, it probably come, come from something. It, what gets me is it builds up to what would be a crescendo. And then it gives us that little, it just takes a little pause. Yeah, and that, and it starts again and builds up to a second crescendo that's even better. Oh, yeah, basically makes you want to be Italian, doesn't it? Yeah, I did it, it today when I got into work, and I worked with uh, a, a bona fide Italian woman. She, you know, she grew up in Italy, moved to this, uh, met her now husband at university in Italy, and, and then moved to this country early twenties and has lived here for twenty five years. Literally showed me videos of like all her relatives uh, in different places in in Italy celebrating. Like, oh look at this one, look at oh thanks, yeah, enjoying that. Yeah, look at this one. <laughs> Really good, really excellent. Yeah, cheers for that. Um, what would you have as your as your like so all the national anthems that stand out? I, yeah, I've always loved the German one. I'm going to try and hum it then, but I'm, well, I, I was just about to start humming. I can't, I can't stop it. I, Jurassic Park theme is all I'm going to start humming <laughs> then. I've, I've had a mental block. Yeah, but it's it's along them lines, isn't it? It's just, I think it's composed by one of their actual famous composers you know like you're like if we were to oh. try try yeah <laughs> david Asselaar. <laughs> we were trying to write a pop song you'd back you'd back britain wouldn't you because we've got all the best yeah. although we don't win eurovision do we you reckon yeah. if that's political but you reckon if germany had, had a eurovision concerto contest <laughs> in the 30s they they'd have got they'd have got null poire because they weren't liked uh, I do quite like the French one. Is it La, La Marseillaise? Yeah. La Marseillaise. Uh, it's got a nice, that's, I put down here, nice balance of pomp and ceremony. I don't even know what that means, but that's what I've wrote. It, and it's, it just sounds very French as well, doesn't it? Probably because um, at every 80s film ever, it was just shorthand, weren't it? It's like, like National Lampoon's European Vacation. To make it so, to make it so everyone knows they're in, in France, right. picture Eiffel Tower, that playing in background, and like, it's just, yeah. I'm France. a big that, fan that, as well of the Russian national anthem. It, it just makes you think of Rocky IV with uh, Ivan Drago uh, versus uh, Balboa at the end when the, you know he sort of turns around the, the Russian crowd. Uh, but always seems to get played in like Bond films as well. Always seems like always seems the baddies Russia. It's like obviously Germany win the wars and stuff, but it, always Russia. There was really kind of racist films like Bond's classic example in the 80s like right, baddies they're Russians yeah. and it, they're like that's what they're thinking. but it is a, it's another good anthem really good anthem it is that that and the Polish ones were quite similar aren't they they're like, a, they're like an halfway out between the German and Italian one there's a bit of gusto to them but it's quite classical as well I put I quite like the Finland one I don't I can't remember what it was but I put I quite like that one Scotland one's not bad actually Scotland and Wales are both better than the English one which is shit. You know what we've not done? We've not done in each category worst, and there's no point doing no. worst dress. No, let's be positive. Them. But you're, you're mentioning, I think all the Home Nation ones are rubbish. I don't mind the Scotland and Welsh ones. They, they, I don't know, they seem to evoke more about their country. We were talking about this last night, about that nationalism thing, and my wife, you know, quite proud to be Welsh. I think if I was from a smaller country, I'd probably get, get behind them more. I think because there's too many idiots in England, I like disassociate myself from my own country a bit. But it's like abroad and stuff, like just morons. I mean that that guy that came on the pitch last night. It's like, oh, just, yeah. like this is just just the, the fans surging through the thing. And I know there's idiots have 
we've got some right dickheads. He he was a bigger problem than Sky Sports present presenting the uh, team sheet. Than uh, you know, he, he probably had more of a bearing on the the result yeah, because it sort of dis- disrupted we were, we were, rhythm. We started getting on top though. We had we, we had we had started to just turn it around a little bit, and we had a bit of rhythm going. And it, it cuts to Harry Maguire's face, and his face basically told the story of what I was thinking. He might he might as well just subtitle, "Kin idiots." <laughs> Uh, do you want to talk about any mention? We don't have to go for everything, analyst, pundit, commentators. We said commentators. You know, we've mentioned Matterface and Guy Mowbray. He's okay, Guy Mowbray does the final, but we've not got the you've not got those big figures that we used to have in terms of you know like Motson, Brian Moore going back Walston home. There isn't really you know the the big commentators. Um, there is. I think there was more talk about analysts and 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 pundits probably at this time. Any. I mean, we've always said we love McCoy. Is there any other analysts that stood out? Yeah, they all stood out for the wrong reason, though, didn't they? <laughs> Henry's cat on you ITV. Jenner, Jenner, Jenner. No, no, Jermaine Jenner. As, as I said, pe- people again were slacking him off. Oh, he said these facts that were wrong, and like, I don't give a shit as long as because the facts are supposed to come from the com- you know the actual commentator yeah. when you know Matt Face is ticking off the bullshit. Oh, he made he made five appearances for Spurs youth team before moving on. We don't care really, but I don't care if them facts are true or false. They're just boring. All I want from you, your co-commentator is a bit of insight into the tactical side of it. Make it a bit amusing if you want, or, or at least don't sound miserable like Danny Murphy. So Jenis, I didn't mind him cocking up occasionally. He just is amiable enough. He's fine. Um, He's not. He's not great. He's not. He's not McCoyst. I think what stood out for me was how bad all the other people were, which is rubbish. All of them. I thought the the kind of anchors, pundits, and all that in their studios, both studios were pretty solid actually. Because you you got on BBC last night. I mean, you got some that are a bit dull, Lampard, but like I like Rio Ferdinand. Uh, you know, he's he's got a bit of personality. Shearer's really improved. Really improved as a pundit. I used to be. He's very that. Steve Davis, isn't he? Because when yeah. he was a player, he was really dull. <laughs> and then when he, you know, when he first his public persona, really dull. When he moved away from the game, just slowly, slowly became a bit more yeah. interesting. And who else was on BBC? Shearer. Well, it depends if you're talking A list or B list. They had like tears, didn't they? Who was they after the final last night? Shearer, Ferdinand, and Lineker. Was that it? Lampard run, weren't he? Lampard. Yeah. And ITV, to be fair, I like Roy Keane. I know he plays up to this kind of, but it was some cracking lines about like Neil Diamond concerts and things like that. Like, he, he is funny. He is, um, yeah. And Neville, like you say, were a bit understated, didn't want to didn't want to like uh, give too much away, keeping his powder drive sky. Uh, Ian Wright's, you know, he's a bit of a zany character, but he's, he's, he's all right. I don't mind Ian Wright. Um, and obviously we had a, like say Henry's cat um, oh, who you didn't really like, like. <laughs> and it's it's going to sound like I just because cause it, it's not going it's not at all a sexist thing that well, I no, don't because we like, like Alex Scott Alex Scott well I, Alex Scott's brilliant and I know people are then going to say that's sexist as well because she's fancier yes I do but <laughs> she's also really she's a good pundit she's though. brilliant she she's insightful she talks really well um she yeah she's brilliant and. Doesn't sound like Henry's cat. Doesn't sound like Henry's cat, unlike um, Emma Hayes, is it? Yeah. 
Oh, Chris Rabbit, what are we going to do about this Denmark defence? <laughs> and actually, in that semi-final, I thought, you know, because I, I on the previous podcast, I'd, I'd, I'd said, who does it remind me of? And it clicked on the podcast, it's Henry's cat. And I thought, before we do next podcast, I want to check out that I've not misremembered Henry's cat. So during that semi-final, England-Denmark, when she'd been on, um, I thought, I better check this out. And I were, I missed something in the semi-final because I was looking at YouTube clips of Henry's cat. So um, but do yourself a favour, everyone. She does sound exactly like Henry's cat. Just look up any old episode, any episode whatsoever. They're all on YouTube. Straight away, first thing he says, oh, Chris, what are we going to do? Gary Neville says I can't co-commentate because he's doing it. Well, like I say, it was a cross between um, sort of um, Henry's cat and which one was it in Birds of a Feather? I think I, I just basically, I said it was all of them. Both of them amalgamated or just like some some sort of sidekick co, you know, character that they bring in for just two episodes or something. Not even, not even good enough to be a main character. Yeah, she's as I say, a tactical mouse was good. She seemed to know the game really, really well, but that's not what it's all about for me. I just want them to sound and present and talk well. You know, basically the opposite to us. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I, I did, you know, I'm going to go back to what I said, because I, 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 I can't be hypocritical. I, I, I wasn't devastated England lost. I wanted us to win. I was disappointed, with, you know, because I don't know whether we'll ever do it in our lifetime. But more than me, it, it sounds a bit corny, but I'd kind of lost faith a bit in football. Uh, United had a big part of that, just shit, no crowds. It's dragged and dragged. You know, I started watching Euros and there were some crowds in early. I just really got into it. I, I loved it. I, I, I watched nearly every game, uh, missed odd bits and pieces, but I've, I've loved the last four weeks. It's been a fantastic tournament. I mean, even my uncle, I've been texting him and he's been every game, like the big game, going, this is brilliant. You know, someone who's like, you know, late seventies, and said, "I've loved this game. Two teams attacking. You know, it's not been the referees we've talked about. It's it's been good quality football. Um, yeah, great tournament. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I, I did a tweet first thing on our account this morning saying, "Is it is it home yet? You know, is football home yet?" And it was just meant to be just a bit of a light-hearted everyone. I think you were a bit too soon, you know, because I'd obviously not just the mood. Straight <laughs> away. I telling you to. What did he tell me to do? Sh- shut up last night or something. Yeah, just shut up. Just, <laughs> this has got to stop. Go away, he said. Go. Leave it. Um, yeah, yeah, someone tweeted, actually, it's football has come home. Um, it was more about the basically what you just said, and I yeah. fully agree with that, but I thought, People aren't going to see this for the joke it's meant to be, just a bit of light in the mood. I'd, I'd completely read the room. I deleted it. I very rarely delete <laughs> our it. tweets. I very rarely delete our tweets. Didn't even delete that. You know when that uh, that Black Lives Matter one that just oh, yeah, lost us loads of followers, people blocking us and all sorts. But um, you I were a bit racist, racist can I just no. say? You, you were. No, you no, were... I stand by it. I stand by it. People's people blocking us because they were racist. Yeah. Weren't it? I was saying if you if you disagree that Black Lives Matter, you're a bit of a div, especially what I said. Um, um, and yeah, when then that started getting a lot of negativity from well, from racists basically. I thought, oh, should I delete that? And I never did. But yeah, yesterday, that one. Um, I, I, yeah, this morning. Sorry, I thought I better delete that because people are just going to take it wrong way, thinking I hate England. And then now they've listened to this, they know we hate England. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
no, but I no, I fully agree with you, and I fully agree with the guy that replied to us. I think I can't remember who it was, Sam something. I think um, that yeah, fo football has come back. Football has come home. Um, don't think it ever left really. It just it was just hiding under bed. Um, but yeah, it's it, absolutely brilliant. I'm sort of yeah, without being too corny, falling in love with it again a bit. Um, really enjoyed. I've watched a little bit of you know at least ten or fifteen minutes of every single game. And when it got to knockouts, I probably watched all the way through every game, probably. Um, and I've just really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I thought, this is it. It's back. It's it, you know, it seems to have brought the country together as well. Everyone really happy and really. And then, yeah, then the last twenty four hours, it's been shat on a little bit, hasn't it? But yeah, but it happens, doesn't it? It happened. What dickheads happen? <laughs> dickheads happen. There's always going to be dickheads, isn't there? I think you yeah. didn't you say you did a school assembly along similar lines once. There's always yeah, going to be. You can't you're, like, you're always going to have dickheads. It's just how you deal with dickheads. Yeah, and um, that's what we've got to figure out how to deal with these dickheads. That's the <laughs> it's, next... it's still a mission, isn't it? In life, really. yeah. If there's always going to be dickheads, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> should we should we quickly end with five minutes on uh, on, on on United? Yeah. Get back bit, to real bit, football. Bit real football. Uh, well, we'll start with the important stuff. Um, the kits again. <laughs> <laughs> um, away kit came out first last week, and both kits have been pretty much as was leaked, sort of a, a couple of months ago, a month ago, whatever. Um, quick take on the black kit with the sort of silver sash. Um, well, I like it. It's not. It's not the groundbreaking top class outstanding quality kit that a lot of people have been saying it is but it's it is very good it's nice um it's a solid solid seven and a half if sponsor was smaller mm. i might i might even upgrade it to an eight eight and a half but I, yeah black, i really like it black why have you got black shirts though and black shorts? yeah i mean i did fear the worst that we we're gonna have some bizarre colored shorts with the home kit when we got black shorts for the for the away kit um but yeah presumably they're gonna have a a chain short with it as well because or, or or a third kit a new third kit uh, but yeah it's nice um i probably wasn't as you know in on it as as, as you are sort of thing i i, I thought to me I, I like away kit to be a bit more out there sort of thing it is i suppose you know a white plain kit's nice i, I i'm not a massive fan of a black kits really i think it's good black kits matter. Kit. referee referee black kits matter. referee in kits uh, goalkeeper kits, Lev Yashin, but um, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm not like you. I'm, I'm not thinking this is the best kit we've ever had. So you get that every best kit we've ever had. That pink one is the best kit we've ever had. One Although, the best kit we've ever had. That was a massive grower for you. Me and Andy straight away yeah. said that was an eight, eight and a half out of ten, the pink. You hated it. And then within three weeks, I bought it. <laughs> so, yeah. so you never and know. And today we had, the, we had the home kit release, which again was pretty much the same as, uh, as the as the league uh, thoughts it looked like you know you know when you're drawing and you start by doing it in pencil and then yeah. you you color in or go over it in felt tip later the black lines look like you've done you've done the pencil for the kit and then you've and then you've colored in wrong and you've gone over it and so you've still got your pencil lines where you, you the edge of your stripe was supposed to be but they're not actually in line with the edge of the stripe. I, I actually big, quite like a, it. A big company like Adidas surely won't make a manufacturing error of that simple, surely. 
I'm 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 guessing it's intentional. They look brown as well because they faded into the red. They look brown stripes in the in the red. Wait, brown it... stripes in the red. La, 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 la. <laughs> Famous song. Um, I quite like it. I, it it's, it's similar to the one they had uh, the, the the first season back in the championship. You know the the sort of uh, the four two Wednesday one. Um, but the stripes are obviously thinner on this one because I think there were three thick stripes, wasn't there? There's four, yeah. four, isn't there on this one? Um, but I, I like, you know, I like I like the thickness of the stripes. I quite don't mind the black. It's a bit different than it's cocked up, basically. <laughs> um, I don't like the back. Obviously, everyone said it should be stripes on the back. They've tried to shoe on a couple of stripes on the bottom bit, which I'm not sure that'll work. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I prefer white socks. Somebody said today, I think it was Bromtom on, uh, I got his name on there, on, on S2, had the stats on what socks we've had over, over our history. Black socks, 25 seasons. White, 25 seasons. Um, I think that's right. Um, sorry, white socks, 15 seasons. Red, 25. And blue, 15, I think. Blue? Yeah, blue, 15. Early on, early on, like eight, like 1800s. Yeah, I might have got those stats wrong, but that pretty much that's what he said. So, sort of out of the hunt, I probably missed some out there, but effectively they've been the most popular socks. No, I, well, black. it's good to know you what your popular socks are. Um, <laughs> I, I favour a knee an ankle sock myself. No, we got tweeted a few times actually about this kit. Um, one person tweeted us say about the socks, and quite rightly too, tagged us in say why have they gone red? You know. And then uh, we got another one. Um, I, c- I can't remember the names who did it much. I think I think it was Mr. Glacier Hernandez that tweeted us about the um, the kit. He basically made a good point that it's exactly like the first season the Premier League kit, but with yeah. with bad pinstripes. Um, but that's no bad thing because I think that first season in the Premier League kit is probably one of the best ones I've ever done for us. So mm. so this one. You know, it's got black pinstripes as well, albeit slightly off. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it's one of the best ones I've ever done for us. I mean, that's an absolutely amazing kit because they've done some absolute tribe. But it's it's all right. Two two decent kits for me. Uh, yeah, I, I think the seven and seven and a half. So I'm not like wow, they're amazing. But we've had we've had a lot worse kits. Um, we have definitely. obviously there'll probably be a third kit now because we've got black shorts and black socks, which we've got the same on the home kit, but. I'm not sure. Like teams like, but when we play at Bournemouth, we're not going to, be able to wear either of them. Yeah, maybe they'll go for the um, for the yellow. Yeah, but white or yellow, you would see or purple or something. It's got to be something a bit daft, on it surely? Because yeah. why? If it's white and someone plays in predominantly white with a bit of red, we're in trouble. I'm also something a bit white. daft. Let's 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 uh, let's have that. Um, other stuff we, we named some new coaching staff. Um, I'm sure you pronounce their names. Yeah, we um, we named Shemesans. Um, it was a new new first team Ooh. coach, Rafa Cristobal, um, who was first team head of performance, and Marco Cesarini, who was the head of first team medical services. Well remembered. I'm impressed. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't just read that off United website because you did. You did prime me that you'd, uh, you'd you didn't know the name, so I just quickly uh, quickly looked. But, um, uh, none of them, disappointingly, none of them look like Tyndall. No, so 
looked like doctors when they were announced. That, that, that uh, sort of pale green, greenish shirt on, and with, with like that neck that looked like they were the same colour as sort of you see NHS doctors in hospitals, sort of thing. <laughs> and that's what they all look like. But one of them is head of medical. So and we, we've had our first game. We played um, the uh, crack Gibraltar side, crack, not crack, Gibraltar side, Europa Point. Which someone made a, made a comment on one of the forums on Twitter that it, it sounds like a shitty sort of nineties British like sitcom like it's like wish your ear or like an El Dorado spin off <laughs> Europa Point. Well, what I put on Twitter is it sounds exactly like a manufacturing or retail park just off uh, just off Dern Valley Parkway or something. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and I looked at some of the photos from it. And it looked like they just dragged some kids from one at stockroom. <laughs> I've, I've said manufacturing plant and played. Just it looked like genuinely like you know, I don't know, sort of Stocksbridge Park steals versus so just fat blokes running about. <laughs> and not, I don't, don't just mean Moose either. <laughs> I was going to say he, he's certainly uh, look, you know, he's beefed up, but he, he scored in our new three four three formation, which had. Uh, Brewster, Moussa and McGoldrick. Brewster still not scored, even against said aforementioned uh, Europa Point uh, journeyman. Storeroom uh, boys. Storeroom boys. <laughs> that sounds like an 80s uh, <laughs> Coming in, number 15. They're back. The Storeroom boys. Don't know who that is. Uh, I've just yeah, got... I don't know what song they'd be doing. Could you? Um, yeah, so 4-3 and we won. Um, some Some people played some more people played uh, I've seen the goals uh, I'm not a big pre-season man I've got to be honest don't like England but basically all you like is your regular oh. season Sheffield United yeah and we had the news about O'Connell which I mean we don't want to be doom and gloom and we, we're not going to speculate uh, but he's finished in it <laughs> he's basically done unfortunately nah. I mean um, it's a long time to be out two years which effectively it's going to be uh, you know, all I feel for the lad, you know, top of his game and all that. But, you know, he's, he's just got to get back. So he's, you know, he's doing stuff that you don't want to affect his quality of life, really, late, later on. And it's surely going to Yeah, be I mean... You can't he, even run properly. Him and um, head of first team medical services, Marco Cesarini, have got a lot of um, decision-making ahead of him. Yeah, so be, I think because... he's obviously out of the equation. Keen Bryan's... You know, What's he fanning like, around at that lad? Like he's got loads of offers or something waiting for it. It's there, isn't it? Kane, Kane, I want you to get a job near a Manchester. <laughs> near near more chance street. Of getting in bloody Coronation Street than I've first It could um, even be a good extreme rovers, wouldn't it? So we're after that Clark, is it? At, is it Clark? Is it Brighton? I might have got his name wrong. Big centre half. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, um but no, I've not signed anyone yet. He did say after, yes, I want to sign some players. That, that were it. That was I keep. I've read a few of his just, just sort of little comments and stuff like that. Um, and I've not, I've not seen any full interviews. And I've not read any full interviews. But his sound bites are just ridiculous. It's just like, yes, I would like to keep hold of Sanderberg, but I may not do. Really, he may be in my plans. But I may have to plan with, without him. And then, is it, I mean, the, the, you mentioned the 4 3 3 or 3 4 3, sorry, whatever it was. You see, like, the reason we played that formation 
we've got a lot of strikers. We had six. <laughs> so I just wanted to play him. It, it, it weren't a big tactical masterstroke. Unless no, he's he has just, played 3-4-3. Three, three unless he's playing a blinder and he's like playing down, but he's, he is starting a new formation. He's just trying to play it down to any onlookers. But it, it does read very much, his interviews do read very much like he ain't got a clue what's going on. Well, apparently he was getting pissed off with Norwood because he kept dropping deep to get ball up centre half, and he just came in really angry according to those that were watching it and could hear him. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, there were some United fans there, weren't there? Never. At, the, at the ground, or well, it wasn't even the ground really, it was like park basically. Yeah, it did look a bit very, very much um, sort of Goodwin Sports Centre, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did actually. Pre bulldoze. Pre bulldoze, yeah. But uh, no, so I, and they, they haven't got any friendlies for about three weeks now, unless they're going to put some in. I think the next proper friendly is like they've got some under 23 ones, but I think it's that. They play Donny away, and then they've got Norwich at home. Because uh, they made a big thing about them, they'll be wearing new kit against Norwich at home. Like, I'm not going to go and watch it just to see new kit at home. Um, but yeah, and that's like that's not till right towards the end of the month, and then then pretty much season, season starts. starts, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, three, three weeks on Saturday it starts. We'll, we'll be replicating those England fans uh, getting, getting <laughs> tanked up too early, and then running out of steam by kickoff. Yeah, well, yeah, especially because I'm well out of practice with it. So three pints, and I will be. Will we go to the pub? Will you? Will you be by that point? Will you be back? Back? Back in the mixer? I don't. I, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna make absolutely zero plans. Because again, you see people on Twitter that first game back under lights. It's gonna be. I mean, that pissed me off as well. That all first games have been changed. All first yeah, three games. Eight o'clock. Then. But um, that, it's gonna be immense. It's, I'm making no plans. I'm. I'm under no illusions that Boris Johnson ain't got a clue what he's doing with the country, and he could he could make some sort of rule in that it's not full stadiums. You know, it could be anything. So we might be in a ballot for all I know for our tickets. But so I'm making no plans until the day before. Good, good for you to plan ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But uh, we're going to have a, a, a sabbatical from this. Uh, this pod for a bit, or oh, we said we might do a special, but that involves work. That yeah. involves actually watching stuff and researching, which, you know, I've got a notepad here with like two or three lines on each game from the Euros. I think doing a special requires actual prep and analysis, which I'm not so good at. Yeah, I, I would I would say same, but, you know, anything that involves anything more than writing down the Sam Matterface had a half-hearted orgasm when Harry Kane scored. Um, yeah, it's it's probably beyond me, but we'll see. We'll see if we get if we get bored, or if there's any appetite for it. I'm sure there's not. But if, you know, if, if anyone does want to hear us fill in that three three four week gap, whatever it is. Yeah, we talked yeah. about a, a, a rock and goal years type thing, which would involve us not playing any music because we 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 haven't got the copyright. Oh, we just do uh, that anyway. Put- Talking about the music um, and talking about some videos that we haven't got the copyright for, but people would have to watch it afterwards. So it'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd uh, be multimedia experience. <laughs> it'd be multimedia experience without the multi or the media. So if Don't you want to hear about like Mike Lake mixed in with like Stone Roses, um, that that's the sort of thing we're, uh, we're, we're, we're considering. Yeah, it's an idea, isn't it? I think even Andy might come back for that. It's been more about popular culture than it would United so yeah. if he's if he's forgiven me for, yeah for, if for he's... daring 
for daring to say, I think he said, you don't deserve to talk about it if you're not bothered about it. <laughs> was his, was his, that was his overriding comment, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, maybe but that's it. Maybe, maybe that's why he's not talking about it. So he'll enjoy this part. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Right, that concludes the Pufti uh, at the Euros uh, extravaganza. We'll be back for uh, the World Cup, I'm sure. <laughs> back for the World Cup. I think we'll be back before then for the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> there we well, were, obviously. Yeah, we could do that. We've got some now, other what are we going to talk about? We, England being good at sitting down sports. There's going to be no X United there. Um, yeah, not having that. Well, enjoy your summer, everyone. We'll uh, we'll see you in about a month. Yeah, I'm going to say enjoy your summer. That is pretty much half over anyway. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll see you for that that first Birmingham game under lights. And yeah, you can guarantee we won't do one immediately after it because we'll have um, we'll have peaked too early and we'll be asleep. We will. We'll we'll we'll, we'll meet up showroom ten o'clock. Come and join us. <laughs> first in, the third uh, person in the pod. Yeah, yeah, because Andy won't turn up, will he? So, you yeah. just recognise us and come up to say, are you, the, are you those Tufty Club guys? We're going, no, I've never heard of them. No, don't know what you mean. Never heard of them. Oh, we might have a new name by then. We won't, but we'll see. All right. All right, see you in... Don't worry. We'll, we'll, win. we'll win something one day, folks. Who will? Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>